it's more of like Maria and I holding people's hands, mm. taking them to step one, mm. then showing them step two, mm. then showing them step three. So I mm. think it's it's a guide. It's a blueprint to your best life. So some doctors will even call it like the brain of the body. Mm. And when you start knowing how to speak to your immune system, you can start changing stuff around in your mm. body. And it wasn't until I had my daughter um, that everything clicked. It was like, I have this baby. I have to be responsible for her. I'm going to break this chain. Like, I felt like it was my responsibility to break that familiar chain of food and overeating. And that's why I started on my journey. In the beginning, I was sending uh, <laughs> pictures of myself in underwear, like not probably the freshest underwear, also like my C-section. And my husband was like, where do these pictures go? <laughs> they go to a woman I've never met in Canada. Hej och välkomna till Hälsorevolutionen. Vi ska idag göra en alldeles speciell podd. Mm. Tillsammans med dig Maria, of ja. course. Men också med din författarpartner, mm. Rita Catalino. Och det som händer just nu det är ju att ni i dagarna släpper er nya fantastiska bok. Ja, spännande. Hälsorevolutionen, 12 veckors program. Ja. Och eh, den kommer ju för att allting började med dina tidigare hälsoböcker som också ledde till den här podden. Ja. Så, Och ni... du har varit med på hela resan. Ja, jag har haft förmånen att varit förläggare för hälsorevolutionen och för bliss och för förundran. Mm. Hela antiinflammatoriet. Ja. Jag kom traskande till dig med ett manus ja. som faktiskt inget annat bokförlag riktigt ville ha. Och jag hade väl liksom, det var lite spretigt i tankarna och du hjälpte mig ja. Ja. att få ihop den här märkliga berättelsen som jag, om resan jag hade varit med om. Helt fantastisk resa som nu fortsätter. Ja! Med din fjärde hälsobok som då är förstärkt ja. av Rita, din supertränare. Så, och ni ska ju få berätta tillsammans om, om ert möte och hur ni började samarbeta mm. på olika sätt. När var det ni träffades första gången? Ja, jag började ju jobba med Rita av en ren slump. Jag hade passerat en flygplats. Jag hade ett jobb där jag reste mycket. Och var i Washington DC på en flygplats. Och där låg en bok med en amerikansk fitnessprofil som heter Tosca Reno. Och jag plockade upp den här. Hon var ungefär min ålder. Och hon såg betydligt alertare ut än vad jag kände mig. Och bara kände, ja mm. ah, men det där behöver jag nog lite mer av mitt liv. Så jag plockade upp den här och började följa henne på sociala medier. Och så dog Toscarinos man mm. eh, i cancer. Mm. Mm. Och allting fick liksom en väldigt dramatik. Och hon bestämde sig för att ställa upp i en fitnesstävling. För att hedra sin man. Och så tog hon in en tränare. Och så började de två blogga ihop. Och den här tränaren hette Rita Catalino. Och jag följde ju det här. Jag var liksom helt, plötsligt var helt inne i den här berättelsen om vad som hände i den här familjen. Det var i Kanada. Jag hade aldrig varit i Kanada eller någon gång tidigare, länge sedan. Och sen började jag läsa vad den här tränaren skrev. Och så tänkte jag, men gud hon kanske kan hjälpa mig. Och jag hade ju ont i ryggen som jag berättat om tidigare. Jag kände mig väldigt grå. I huvudet hade ganska rejäl valk runt magen och så kallad muffin top och ja, var verkligen mådde inte bra så här i 51-52 års åldern. Så jag skrev ett brev mm. till Rita och sa, ja här sitter jag med mina celluliter, vill du hjälpa mig? Och jag tänkte, 
<laughs> och jag tänkte hon kommer aldrig säga ja till det. För hon tränar ju bara jätteproffsiga personer. Trodde men, du ja. Ja, trodde ja. jag. Mm. Men äh, där började det. Ja. Ja, och efter bara några veckor på hennes program så var jag ju ta i tre av med alla symptom. Så var ju det här som var början på min resa. Ja, så kom du euforisk till mig. Vi träffades ja. på ett av Bonnyförlagens kontor. Mm. Och du verkligen bara strålade. Och ja, det var några förläggare innan som inte hade fattat grejen. Nej, de... Så det var ju ett nytt sätt Men ni måste fatta för det här är så fantastiskt. Ja. Du, var, du var i det där... Frälsarmodet. Frälsarmodet, exakt. Ja. Eh, vi ska säga också att när vi spelar in detta så är det mitt i den varmaste, ljusaste svenska sommaren. Mm. Vi befinner oss här i ditt eh, vackra sommarhus i Skåne. Mm. Det är ljustända. Eh, det, är... det har varit regn så det är oh. lite så här fuktig. Nästan lite höstkänsla. Ja, lite höstkänsla ja. är det idag och... Och marken behövde den här fukten. Ja. Och jag har ja. ritat på besök med hela sin familj. Mm. Och hon har kommit från Kanada. Och vi har jobbat med de sista detaljerna till boken. Ja. Alla fantastiska bilder och Youtube-videos. Så det är Så jättespännande. Ska vi introducera? Ja, men det gör vi. Ja. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Vi fortsätter vårt roliga betalda samarbete med Bosch. De har precis kommit ut med sin nya köksmaskin, serie 6, som har fått en naturlig plats i mitt kök. Att baka gör mig lugn. Jag har länge tänkt att jag vill baka oftare. Och nu har det blivit mycket enklare, tack vare serie 6 med sina smarta sensorprogram. Och den här gången valde jag ett recept ur din kokbok, Maria. Vad glad jag blir. Berätta, vad valde du? Jo, men jag ska baka din mormors härliga recept på Earl Grey Cakes. Som då kommer från Hälsorevolutionen, kokboken. Och för det här receptet så rekommenderar du just en köksmaskin. Eftersom det är ganska många ingredienser. Så därför har jag dragit mig för att baka de här. Det har känts lite knepigt och svårt eftersom jag inte haft någon egen köksmaskin tidigare. Och så här... Lätte. Ja, 
nu har serie 6 köksmaskinen fått jobba på här ett tag och det har blandats ihop till en perfekt liten smulsmet här. De innehåller havregryn, smör, bovetemjöl, bakpulver, havssalt, citronsest, ingefära, blötlagda Earl Grey teblad och sen kallt Earl Grey te och honung och till sist kakao nibs. Ja, ni fattar, det här kommer att bli så himla gott. Ja men det här är så kul och min mormor hade ju tyckt det här var fantastiskt. Hon var ju, alla de här ingredienserna och det här med, med ett litet bra kex och en kopp te. Det var liksom väldigt mycket hon. Jag tror att hon drack 16 koppar te varje dag och just tekex var liksom lite specialitet ja. för henne. Det jag uppskattar särskilt med serie 6 nu när jag har bakat med den några gånger det är till exempel eh, den enkla funktionen att man kan väga ingredienserna både Ovanpå köksmaskinen och direkt i skålen. Och sen de sju olika sensorprogrammen. Eh, som är, passar allt från när man bakar med gäst. Till att man vill vispa grädde eller maräng eller något annat. Och eh, den här gången när jag gjorde Earl Grey kexen så hade jag program nummer fyra. Som funkade perfekt just för detta. Och det är en unik 3D-rörelse som gör att alla ingredienserna fångas upp liksom från botten och blandas väl. Ja, bakning och matlagning, det är ju personligt i varje familj, för mig också. Det känns jättekul att recepten sprids och vi kommer lägga ut receptet på vår Instagram också, eller hur Karina? Ja, hur blev kexen förresten, Earl Grey-kexen? Ja, men så himla goda med den här citronsmaken mm. i kombination med Earl Grey-tet. Man kan få testa köksmaskinen serie 6 i hela hundra dagar. Den finns redan nu att köpa hos Power och där kan man även få mer info om köksmaskinen. Lycka till! Maria, please introduce our special, special guest all the way from Canada, your co-writer and personal trainer, Rita Catalino. How shall I describe you? Uh, Rita, you are a dynamo, you are wise beyond your years, you are super warm, super empathetic, a go-getter, but you also understand how to listen and how to kind of get the situation in a room and it's been a fantastic mm. thing working with you here mm. it is a fantastic mm. thing mm. and we kind of thank it's you. just when it's right it's light mm. when it's right it's light mm. it's light mm. with you thank mm. you thank you wow when you guys were talking in swedish i didn't understand anything but when when karina started laughing i thought i bet you said she sent me pictures in her underwear no 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 no, no. <laughs> She didn't. She didn't. Oh my That's god! What I thought she said. <laughs> I've heard about yeah. that before. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had to do that in the beginning. I was sending uh, <laughs> pictures of myself in underwear, like not probably the freshest underwear. Also, like my C-section. And my husband was like, "Where do these pictures go? They go to a woman I've never met in Canada." Are you sure this is not like the code word for some kind of man? <laughs> wow. said, Why would they even wow. want to look at me? I said, you know. <laughs> no. uh, it's such a pleasure to sit here with you. I'm going to uh, talk to you about your new amazing book, Hälsorevolutionen, 12-veckors-programmet. But first, Rita, please introduce uh, our star author, uh, science journalist and uh, podcast host, 
Maria Borelius, what was your first impression of Maria when... <laughs> When she, she sent, sent me her underwear pictures. pictures. <laughs> 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 this woman needs a good program. <laughs> no. No. To be honest, I was like, why does she need me? She looks great. Um, so after, so there's two impressions with Maria because the first one is on online, right? So you only get to meet and understand somebody so much in a relationship that happens online. Um, but she was a very open student. So that I loved. You know, if you are the number one thing you ask from any band life is that they're open and Maria was open. You know, she was never defensive or she came to me for help and she was open to that help. So every time she would explain a situation, I would offer some advice or some empathy. She, she took that and then she made it her own, mm. right? Maybe mm. she didn't take exactly what I said, but she made it her own. So it showed that she was open and intelligent. Mm. And so we created a, a relationship you know, obviously at the beginning, you know, mentor, student, but it, it ended up kind of changing like things do and transforming over the years. It's been eight years. And then I got to meet Marie in person. Um, she found out I was in Spain one year and she said, oh, I'm going to come see you, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, sure. Mm -hmm. So she flies over from Sweden and we, or England, so England, England. Yeah. Yeah. and we, uh, and we found a gym and we trained together. And, and that was like one of the craziest things I've ever done. <laughs> I found like a Ryanair super cheap ticket. And when I was sitting, I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I've never done anything like this, you know, why? But I just felt I had to go and see. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that was the start of, you know, everything I've done with Maria and everything I think is just like, what am I doing? Just do it. You know, yeah. like you you shove the fear monkeys mm. out of your head, the, the, mm. the logistical brain that says don't do that you, you just do it with maria you just do it you just jump yeah. and you do it and i remember meeting her and looking up at this you know i knew she was a science journalist i've seen pictures of her but when you're in maria's presence it's like she has an omnipresence mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. oh my god like first of all she's beautiful and <laughs> tall but and her posture and mm -hmm. but she just she you you demand shines. you shine but you demand people's attention mm -hmm. and not in a way of like here i am look at me but in a quiet way mm -hmm. you know and i remember her looking in my eyes when i talked and so many people don't look in your eyes when you speak they're they're, they're distracted mm -hmm. but maria has no distractions when she's with you she's with you mm -hmm. you know True. so she just she sees through you. She mm. sees inside of you. So that was that was beautiful and refreshing. Mm. And she's everything and more. So mm. um, that was my first yeah. impression of Maria in person. Yeah. So also, been... I felt a bit intimidated by you uh, um, because also, you know, I've never been a woman who has like felt I was very beautiful or anything. I've just no, but I've always felt like my arena was being smart when mm -hmm. I was young. Do you see what I mean? So my grandfather, he had two granddaughters and my other uh, cousin is a, was a model for Eileen Ford. Mm. So he would come with us and say, here is Maria, my smart granddaughter. Oh, oh. And here is Ia, Eva. <laughs> my beautiful. My beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And I would feel <laughs> ugly and she would feel stupid. She's not at all right, stupid. Right. She's mm. super smart and you know, I'm okay. <laughs> so, But great. do you see what I mean? Like these, <laughs> the, the narratives, yeah. they mm. stick and you get arenas and you get etiquettes. Mm. It's stupid, stupid. We label ourselves. Mm. Anyhow, mm. so I felt a bit daunted by being with this fitness cover person and you know that's not why I was attracted to you it was because of what you were writing mm. when you were training with Tosca mm. I felt I like her soul mm. I like the way she looks at the world mm. I like the way she looks at food at training the whole philosophy I 
that's what attracted mm-hmm. that was magnetic for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. thank you wow. yeah so you've been on this uh, transforming uh, journey together mm. also mm. Uh, You are such a power couple. I I feel very honored to just sit here with you two oh, and, and you gather are. your energy, which I need, <laughs> and your strength, which I need a lot of. And this is your first book together. Mm-hmm. Uh, together you have created this amazing program, 12-veckors-programmet. 12-week program. 12-week yeah. program, mm-hmm. Health Revolution 12-week program. Tell me when you decided to write a book together. So what was happening after Health Health Revolution came out, which has now sold a lot, is that of the many, many women I met, they were like, so what did you exactly do? How do I exactly start this journey? Could you coach me? And I'm not a coach. And I was starting to think, but Rita is a fantastic coach. And you also got a lot of Swedish clients after uh, Health Revolution came. I did, I do. Yeah, (laughs) you do, you still have. And uh, we were starting to discuss, you know, if we could kind of, because you have a lot of health books that are out there that are written by sort of fitness coaches that can be very good in that sector. And then you have more of the science, medical health journal stories. But we were starting to think we could produce like a very comprehensive health Bible, bringing together your, Rita, your fantastic experiences of people's real lives. What are Mm. the struggles? How can Mm. they overcome them? What are the different strategies with like my, I'm a biologist, a trained science journalist, and me going through all the science, which I've been doing for eight years. And I'm passionate, you know, I'm passionate about Mm. that. But also the fact that, shit, I've done the program, I've done the work, I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and you were living through this lifestyle. So we, we thought we could really add value to people with having a totally new approach to a comprehensive 12-week program. And also, you had been doing a lot of 12-week programs with people. Why Why 12 weeks? Well, they say it takes 90 days to form a habit, which mm-hmm. is 12 weeks. And the point of creating the habit, so it takes 12 weeks to create a habit, 90 days. And then your goal is that that person continues with that lifestyle. Most people do because it's habit-forming, right? So they've mm-hmm. created the habit already. And that's not to say people don't continue to train with you or or follow this program it becomes like brushing your teeth. It becomes more innate, intrinsic instead mm. of, oh, I have to, right, I got to stop and I got to think. It mm. becomes second nature. So I think that that 12-week time is enough to move through different phases of training, encounter different situations and roadblocks that will continue to happen, have the tools in your toolbox and sharpen those tools. And so that you remember, all right, this is what I do. This is what I do. I think that 12 weeks is a, it's not too long. You know, Mm. it's not like the year program. I I can't dedicate my time to a year. But then when you do 12 weeks, you realize that Mm. this will be the rest of your life. Mm. Mm. So we decided to write this book, just like Maria said, to offer people like a step-by-step guide. Mm. You know, her other books are are amazing and they, they're storytelling and they give good recipes. But like she said, where do I start? Mm. So it's more of like Maria and I holding people's hands, mm. taking them to step one, mm. then showing them step two, mm. then showing them step three. So I mm. think it's it's a guide. It's a blueprint to your best life. Mm. I think the why it's so innovative, like she said, you have this scientist who's giving you the why. Mm. You know, like I've talked about before, if you don't know the why, you don't do mm. it. And like, there's a lot of why new do I research. Drink water? Yeah. 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 yeah, and yeah. also I think 
at least my brain works that way. If I understand the why, mm. so understand why is protein important, mm. then I don't need the exact recipe for the breakfast right. because people will be like, this is what I should have as a breakfast. But then you don't have that egg at home. If you know the why, you can improvise. Mm. You you can become creative. You become the master because you understand the reason behind mm. it. Mm. Uh, so it, I think it gives people liberty to do it in their own way. And it also mm. makes them want to do it. Yeah. Because if you tell a little kid, you know, don't touch the hot iron. Mm. They're going to touch the hot iron. <laughs> but when they know that touching the hot iron creates a burn and pain, they don't touch that anymore. Mm. Mm. So when you know that eating more protein makes you feel better and more satiated mm. and, oh, it's going to help with my muscle mass, when you know why, then you you do it liberally. Mm. You don't do it because a coach told me to do it. Because mm. human being, oh, she told mm. me to do that? Mm. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, the why. So Maria mm. really gives the why. Mm. And then I give the action, the tangible steps. Mm. And together, the how. The how. The how. Mm. And so together... Mm. I think, first of all, it's, it's just a beautiful compliment. And then we're giving all of the areas of fitness. Mm. And I think the most important thing that we both believe and we both talk about, it's not about what we're expecting people to take away. It's not about skinny and it's not about less. It's about more. Mm. Like Maria yeah. likes that word and mm. she she that's the way her brain works, more. Mm. So more protein, mm. more weightlifting, mm. more energy, more stillness, mm. more sleep and more a life. better you, more mm. life, mm. more life. Mm. Whereas a lot of programs I've read and books I've read is about taking away, yeah. taking yeah. away. Mm. The so emphasis boring. in the right is like, yeah, take this away, take mm. that away, lose weight on the scale your ticket to skinny or mm. right. No, mm. that's not what women want. Mm. The book starts with you asking the readers to picture the feeling of a perfect Sunday morning, the goal of having that feeling more often. And uh, yeah. Uh, tell me about that dream goal. Uh, yeah. How, how can you describe it? Well, so what I am describing there is a really de-inflamed you. Mm. So inflammation affects our mood, and that's going to be the first effect of this program. You're going to feel so much better in your brain. But when you have slept really well in a night, you wake up very de-inflamed because sleep lowers inflammation, mm -hmm. and you wake up feeling great. And the program can give you that feeling more often, not only the Sunday morning when you've slept really well and went to bed early and didn't have too much wine, but like on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. And I felt that when I'm out speaking and start with that image, everyone knows what that feels like. It's like, you know what it feels like to have clean teeth. You know what that fresh feeling feels like. So I wanted people to imagine that you could, you could actually attain that feeling within yourself more often. Mm. So that's why I, we use that as a, as a picture. And that's mm. one of the benefits of, of this program when I started training with Rita. That was the first before noticing any pain reduction in body. It was just after like a couple of days, shit, I feel great. Mm. And after like two months, I was like, am I 22 again? You know, <laughs> is it just because it's spring or what? what mm. is this? Am I dreaming? I'm oh. having like a fountain mm. in my brain mm. instead of the, the fog I used to have mm. before. Mm. They say you don't know how bad you feel until you feel good. Oh, so people true. live in these bodies that are broken down and inflamed mm. and mm. they Tired. think that that's just mm. life. Mm. I'm aged. Mm. This mm. is part mm. of life's process mm. when yeah. nobody questions that. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm. I think it's like w once you have started brushing your teeth really mm. well, exactly. you know what that mm. clean mouth mm. feels yeah. like. And we want to get back to that.
In the beginning of the book, we also introduce Hippocrates, the ancient father of inner medicine. Mm. Tell us about him, Maria. So what I think is important, he's called the father of of medicine. So he was like the first doctor in the Western mm. world. Mm. He lives three to four hundred before Christ in Greece. Mm. And I have been to see his temple that was dedicated to the god Asclepion. And what I think is so Im- interesting with him is that before Western medicine became so narrowly focused, either, you know, on the feet on the fetus, on the eye, on the ear. Mm. It was very holistic. Mm. And his temple, his the first hospitals that he built, they had rooms for surgery. They had rooms for making medicine. They had sport arenas where you would always exercise. They had theaters. Why were theaters good? Because actors could show up various human dilemmas. You could identify with them and discuss your own emotions. They had temples because spiritual practice was part of the whole ritual. So it was a very, very holistic way of approaching health. Mm. And I think we have lost something in the Western world, the way we look at health. I mean, having a concrete diagnosis, you know, if you've got heart disease, Western medicine is fantastic at helping you. If you've got trauma, you've been in a car accident, there's nowhere better to go. But this general decline that we are feeling in our bodies, tiredness, sluggishness, digestive problems, sleep issues, Western medicine stands actually questioning. We don't get much help from doctors, maybe than just a small pill. I think Hippocrates understood that. It was all about the holistic understanding of the human being. And I think we want to expand our thinking. So we're we're not talking about established disease in this book because that you should go to your doctor. But we're talking about the general sense of unease, Mm. of feeling tired, of feeling Mm. sluggish, of feeling maybe, oh, was that the best life? I've already had that. Mm. Could there be something more Mm. for me Mm. in life? Mm. And I have been inspired by Hippocrates and I felt the first time I came to his temple So there is a secret hidden here. And there was also a secret because underneath there was like a tunnel. And we don't know why the tunnels are there, but it was like a ritual passage probably that you went to before going home. So you had come as a sick person, you would go in the tunnel, you would come up the other side as something else. Mm -hmm. So there was an understanding of the passage and how we need that and how we need these rituals to to kind of bring us to a new place. Mm. That's why I bring the guy in. And he also (laughs) he also said, you know, let food we have that as a quote in the book. Yeah, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Mm. And Western doctors have had a very hard time acknowledging that. Now, with the explosion in the understanding of the gut microbiome, mm. of course, we're starting to see that. He, he didn't know how right mm. he was, mm. like, but mm. we're starting to see that. We love him already. Yeah, we love him. <laughs> we love the guy. We love the guy. <laughs> so, uh, for you, everything started when you hit, yeah, rock kind bottom. of rock bottom. Yeah. Life sucked. And uh, you started... I was walking with crutches, you yeah. know, some days. Yeah. 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 And uh, as you told us, you uh, found Rita's method uh, online mm-hmm. and started this new health revolution journey. Rita, you you come from a family where gym is not the natural place. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, well, I was raised in a immigrant Italian house. So in Canada, my dad immigrated from Italy. And 
the emphasis and importance in our household growing up was maintaining that culture, food, family values, morals, you know, cooking together. And he came from um, scarcity. So he came from, you know, food stamps and lining up and ha- sharing an orange with his three brothers. And that was dessert he, he, at Christmas, you know. So he came from such scarcity that for him and in, in coming to Canada and having all of this new abundance um, was his his gift to his family. So it was eat, eat, eat more. Like we would have to eat two to three plates of pasta because that made him happy because that was the opposite of what he had to go through. And I don't blame my father. It's just an observation. Um, but that that was the way I was raised. We were never taught about moving our body, health foods, like the exact opposite of everything I do. Um, unfortunately for my mother and for my sister, and I could, I I watched them. I watched my mom struggle my entire life. She was this amazing, my mother's an amazing woman, a businesswoman, family woman, everything, but she had a demon, a skeleton, which was her weight and the way she looked at herself, the way she moved her body. She's gone, you know, when her mother died, she was, she was pretty young and that was a very traumatic experience. And the weight just kept piling on and piling on and piling on. And I watched her. I remember being super young and the cabbage soup diet and the this diet and the that. She she tried it all only to yo-yo and gain another extra 10 and another extra 10 and another extra 10. And I remember thinking, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't want that. Like at a really young age, I remembered Mm, that, mm. you know, and then I remember sitting in grade eight and I was going in the same path because one thing is what you don't want. And then... you don't have the tools at such a young age. And the only tools I have are the four people around me, which is my family. So mm. I continued in this True. this path, right? Mm. Mm. And so I started to gain weight and kind of wear overalls and humor was my defense mechanism. So I made everybody laugh and I thought, this is cool. I'm the funny girl, right? And that was my role in life. And I kind of accepted it. And the weight just kind of kept piling on and piling on. And it wasn't until I had my daughter um, that everything clicked. It was mm. like, mm. I have this baby. I have to be responsible to her. I'm going to break this chain. Mm. Like, I felt like it was my responsibility mm. to break that familiar chain of food and overeating. And that's why I started on my journey. Just need to mention, you have a beautiful necklace, a oh, mama, mama necklace. Yeah. And uh, I've been looking at this uh, the whole uh, oh, day here because yeah. I I started a magazine called Mama and oh. we had almost the same logo. Really? As, yeah, it's, so I, I'm, it's I'm, meant to be. I'm going to show you later. I'm going to show you later. So the gym became your second home and you aimed for the stars. It wasn't enough just to uh, go to the gym <laughs> for yourself or why? You don't know me enough, Karina. <laughs> I'm super ambitious and I always was, right? So you want to be in that play? Well, no, I wanted to be in the front row. You wanted this? No, I wanted to be on stage. You want, And so I started training and it was good. It was good, but I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted, and I remember seeing this girl's body in the weight room and I was doing more light weights, cardio, you know, and I <laughs> saw this girl and her body was like a statue from Greece, you know, and I said, I want that. So I went up to her and she's, you know, you, this is what I do. And this is the protein. You have to lift heavy and you have to do that. And so I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I created a plan. I bought a book. I read everything. I started being a sponge. I just went online. I was like, it was obsessive, mm. right? It was mm. obsessive. And, uh, and I slowly, people would say, wow, what, what did you do? What are you doing? And you should do a fitness show. And I said, what's that? And <laughs> sure, I'll do one. And I placed last. It was like 20 out of 20, which 
most people would say, okay, I tried it. But for me, it was like, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better next time, which which led to another obsession, 17 shows in seven years, which most people do oh. two in their life. Um, so it became, you know, because I always mm. wanted to do better than the time mm. before. And I'm my mm. own worst, you know, it wasn't about being better than her or her. It was about, I can do better than the last time. So it became like an addiction almost or what happened? A healthy addiction. Healthy addiction. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maria, we have talked about this before. This program is all about lower inflammation. Why is that so important? So we have good inflammation in the body. It's a healthy response to trauma, to virus, to bacteria. If you have a wasp sting you or if you cut your hand, you will get red, you will get swollen and that will be achy. That inflammation has a beginning, a peak and an end. That's a healing mechanism for the body. So we like that inflammation. Hooray, applaud. So what I'm talking about is something else. It's the same inflammatory response to something foreign. That can be the wrong foods we eat. That can be environmental toxins, but that can also be a response to aging. It can be a response to actually sitting still causes inflammation. So that inflammation has a beginning. It has the same pre-inflammatory markers. We call them the cytokines. And it, but it kind of doesn't peak. It's sort of that sub-pain threshold. And it lingers and it lingers. It goes on, goes on, never goes down. Hmm. And by some kind of mechanism, one doesn't really exactly understand why, but that will let through and increase the risk of disease. Hmm. And What that is depends a little bit on what you have in your genes. And we don't know that. Mm -hmm. For some people, it can be the stomach problems. Mm -hmm. For some people, it can be the whole cardiovascular thing. For some people, like me, it is the joint things that creep up. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's the mental issues. It can be many of these things. And it's so bad that a review from Harvard Medical School just stated that three out of five deaths... Three out of five deaths, 60% in Western world is caused by inflammation mm. or linked to inflammation. Mm. Wow. So, and a lot of mm. the cancers are linked to inflammation too. We cannot avoid all inflammation. We should not avoid the acute inflammation because we need that. If we have an infection, we need to get repaired the tissues. Mm. We like that. Mm. But we should keep this chronic systemic inflammation as low as we can. Mm. We mm. cannot avoid When it comes to aging, because we all age, it's natural, but we can avoid other things. Mm. So, you know, moving around mm. uh, lowers inflammation, mm. uh, eating well lowers inflammation, chronic stress mm. increases inflammation. Mm. So the whole program is about choosing the type of foods that will lower inflammation and that will not boost inflammation. It's around exercise mm -hmm. because muscle... Mm -hmm in themselves, speak to the immune system. And that is totally new research. So the, the main benefit of training your muscle and increasing your muscle volume is that you will have a very active conversation with the immune system to lower that inflammation. It'll make you look good, and but also feel good through that inflammatory mechanism. Mm. So the muscles speak to your brain via the immune system. The reason you feel good after the exercise is you go... Muscle exercise, lowering inflammation in the immune system, 
conversation with the brain and change of signal substances. This is so cool. Yeah, mm. so the immune mm. system is super cool mm. because it's one of the organs that is not in one place. Mm -hmm. Like mm. the knee is here, you know, the liver will be here, you uh, have my mouth here, but the immune system is everywhere. Mm. So some doctors will even call it like the brain of the body. Mm -hmm. And when you start knowing how to speak to your immune system, you can start changing stuff around in your mm. body. Yeah, and we will dig deep into this program. We will not tell everything about it because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course, this is uh, a podcast episode to encourage you yeah. to look closer to the book because there you get everything. Uh, but we want you to feel inspired. Before we start to look at this program, uh, it has four different parts. I just want to mention that through the book, you have shared your tough challenges And um, there's a lot of humor also. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you laugh a lot when you read and, and we are used to that when it comes to your books, Maria. Uh, Rita has a, a very active uh, chimp, I call <laughs> it. We, we gave her a name too. Lola. 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 <laughs> we can hold your, your hand, uh, hands and then um, feel very inspired all the way. And um, as we know... I know a lot about it uh, this year. Life is a roller coaster. Mm. Um, you have shared a lot in this book. Uh, when did life hit you the most and how has uh, exercise helped you? Well, I mean, I think this whole lifestyle, you know, once I discovered it has been fantastic, uh, you know, in, in helping me to cope. I change it when I'm very stressed and tired. But I know which buttons to push in myself do you see what I mean so I can kind of be my strongest self so when my mother died uh, six years ago in the summer I was of course very heavy uh, and uh, it was for various emotional reasons tricky for me to navigate and go through I knew my techniques I knew my stillness the meditation I knew my weights they would help me I knew that sugar would fix things for like 10 minutes, mm. but for 24 hours, no. Mm. Other types of food would help me to, to dig deeper into my veggies and my spices and my protein and my good fats. So it solidifies me in, in navigating. And I mean, I, you know, I, I don't have an easy life. I've got four kids. And when you have that, there's always something with someone of them and you You know, grief is the price we pay for love and worry is the price we pay for love. And I'm a person who tends to worry when there is something. And uh, I know that I find balance in these techniques and my my inner strength. Mm. And uh, before these techniques, I was on a much more of a roller coaster emotionally. Mm. I would be like, oh, God, God, it was so overwhelming. I didn't know where, where to go with myself mm. when I was stressed. I mean, I've gone through a lot of shitty things in my life. Mm. And I would be, you know, I could be for days just on the roller coaster emotionally, overeating or not eating or just lying in the bed. Par I would be paralyzed, mm. Mm. wanting to isolate myself. You know, there are certain birds, when they fly, 
they know how to really quickly stabilize themselves in the wind. So the wind comes to all of us and certain birds will just become extremely instabile for a long time and other birds will know how to readjust themselves in that strong wind. Mm. So I think these techniques help my bird to stabilize more quickly. Mm. It's not that the winds don't come, mm. it's just that the bird kind of knows how to be more of a glider. That's a beautiful picture. Yeah, I know. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Rita, I mean, you are a very strong woman. You have built uh, all the muscles you can build, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But that doesn't mean that you have had your share of mm. uh, tough challenges. Mm. When when did life hit you really hard? Mm. A few years ago, my father was diagnosed with prostate cancer and it wasn't a good diagnosis. And so, you know, that's it's very challenging when you're when you're young and your dad is suffering you mm, know I've seen mm. my dad cry twice in his entire life and that was one of the times he's a tough Italian you know he wants to kind of the patriarch of the family so that I remember my training getting me through the emotions and, mm. and just like Maria it was like fight or flight what do I do do I just lay back and you know smoke a pack of cigarettes and let like you know like she said the sugar is immediate response for feeling crap for days mm. whereas training provide strength physically, mentally, mm. emotionally. And I already knew that. I knew that my tools were there and I just had to take them out and use them. And that helped me get through that, mm. right? Mm. And then I went through years of infertility, 10 years of infertility. Now I have a two-year-old son who's mm. th the most amazing little miracle. It's beautiful. But mm. so many times in that journey of why me, God, why, why don't I get another child? Everybody, you know, you give 10 children to the women who don't want them, who are aborting or who are doing this. Why me? I, I want this child, right? Mm. So I had my times where I binged, I overate, I smoked a pack of cigarettes, I did whatever, right? Mm. And, and mm. I realized, like, how does this make me feel, right? This doesn't help anything. Mm. And so when you realize that these negative things don't help anything, mm. And when you know that this situation can't be changed, at least treat yourself mm. right. This is what I say. Your body is not a dumping ground mm. for your issues. Mm. Mm. And everybody, not everybody, because I hate generalizing, many people treat their body like a dumping ground. Mm. Your body's a temple, right? So when you start to kind of make that mind shift change to my body deserves the best, mm. Mm. she produced a child for me. She, she gets me out of bed every day. She allows me to... What your body looks like isn't important, but it is also the temple to your soul. Mm. And if you want your soul to be clothed in beautiful clothing and a beautiful temple with, you know, mm. all of these adornments, then you need to treat that temple properly so mm. that your soul can live longer. Mm. It's not about the skinny jeans at the end of the day or what we look like. So I, I made that shift during all of these challenges in my life, 10 years of infertility, my father's, my father's cancer, my own cancer diagnosis two years ago mm. with stage two melanoma. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I thought I was going to leave my husband a widower and mm. my children alone, and I could not handle that. Mm. And the only thing that can get you through that, that's not in my control, mm. whether it was my time or not. The mm. only thing that got me through the emotional state was my my training mm. and the proper foods. And, and, and it wasn't that bad. Mm. It wasn't that bad mm. at the end of the day. It was just, okay, mm. deep breath. Mm. Let's get the endorphins. Let's feel good today. Mm. And tomorrow we'll wake up and we'll just do it again. Mm. One day at a time. The rest One. is in God's hands. Mm. 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 This really speaks to me. And uh, this is what uh, I love about your writing, Maria, and your writing, Rita, that uh, you uh, talk about the holistic 
way of living and uh, caring about yourself. And also, I think one of the things that's been very important to us or many, it's been, apart from having all the facts and the best inspiration, it's to be non-judgmental. Mm. Mm. Nobody needs to read this, but we hope to inspire mm. everybody. Do mm. you see what I mean? So it's like we're not telling anybody else what to do with mm. their lives. This is a, In Swedish, inga pekpinnar. Inga pekpinnar. That's very yeah. important. Yeah. Mm. We have a very good expression, Rita, in Swedish, called pointing your fingers, like pointy fingers, like being this finger wagging. We have yeah. no finger like wagging. do's and don'ts. Yeah, yeah. do's and don'ts. Oh. And I think people are smart, people are mature, and um, if they haven't found what they're looking for, yes, it's because they haven't had the tools or the time So that's what you can do. You can give inspiration, you can give mm. the wise, you can give the house. And then it's up for people to decide if it's the right time mm. for them. Mm. Yeah. So let's dig deeper into the Health Revolution 12 Weeks program. This program has four parts. The first one is about leading yourself. How do you do that? Let's talk about this. Personal leadership uh, is uh, quite a trendy uh, way of uh, looking into how you can um, fulfill your dreams and everything. Um, Have you always been leaders, Rita? (laughs) Um, What's the definition of a leader? Uh, Is is it going first? Is it chartering unnavigated territories? Is it showing up even when times are hard? Mm-hmm. Is it going against the status quo? If it's all those things, then I would say yes. It was some something, I believe that there's sometimes something innate inside of you mm. that you're born with. You and you can either grow the, it yeah. or lose it. So mm. I'm not saying that everybody who's born with it continues to be a leader. Mm. Other people have to work really, really hard, but anybody be, can become a leader. And and leading yourself, I believe, is the hardest. It's the, it's the biggest thing. It's the mm. beginning of everything. Yeah. Mm. And we have another Greek, I think it was Plato, said that he had only one commandment, one one finger wagging. Mm. It was know yourself. Mm. Nothing mm. else. Mm. Nothing else. Mm. So it's the it's the it's like the only thing we need to do in mm. life. There, mm. there are no other commands because no. the, everything else comes from that. Mm. Nobody else can do it. And mm. nobody else can do it. Nobody mm. else can know what stresses you. Mm. Nobody else can know what trigger foods you had. Nobody else can know what you feel. You, you have to be responsible mm. for it all. Mm. Uh, it's it's the biggest mm. task. So how can you train yourself in leadership, personal leadership? Yeah, we are presenting a couple of strategies. Also, I need to say it's important because one of the things that I learned while working with Rita was that You can have all the knowledge in the world. I mean, you really gave me a few things that I didn't know before, but kind of setting it together with how I worked, that was the big thing. So understanding that you can have all the knowledge you want to, but if you can't manage your own thoughts and your own goals and figure out strategies, that knowledge doesn't mean uh, anything. Mm means diddly squat. Mm. So that's why we start in the book with mm. leading yourself. Mm. So we're trying to share what has worked for us, really. Mm-hmm. I think the number one thing in terms of acknowledgement and repetition. So I, I don't know how to get this thought out of my head that I was I was born to be fat. I was born, these are my genes and I can't fight them, right? Mm. Well, if you daily create a mantra mm. of 
I deserve more. I'm meant to be my optimal self. And you repeat that every day, you start to believe it, right? Mm -hmm. Your body mm -hmm. listens to your mind. Your mm -hmm. mind is the most powerful tool, which is why we did a whole section on mindset. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. Self-leadership is mindset. So when you repeat a mantra every day, you, your body starts to believe it. Mm -hmm. And I think people think this is really woo-woo, like, oh, you say <laughs> to the universe, I want a gold car and a gold <laughs> car shows up. Mm -hmm. No, but you repeat this to your mind and your body and you start feeling it. And then that turns into actions mm -hmm. and those actions turn into results. Mm -hmm. So when you start saying to yourself every day, I need optimal health, I deserve optimal health, I am optimal health. And even talking to yourself in that future self, and I know we're going to talk about that, but how do you see yourself? How do you envision yourself? If you mm. start talking about that in in the present, mm. then you start creating this plan and you take the action mm. steps to do that. And that happens with repetition, practice, mm. practice, mm. you know, that's saying practice makes perfect. Perfect mm. doesn't exist, but practice Every single day, you lift mm. a weight up every single day. You don't grow a bicep muscle by doing five reps. Mm. You do it by doing five reps today and five reps tomorrow mm. and five reps the next mm. day and five reps the next day. Mm. So I think repetition is a really crucial part to leadership in changing the mindset. Mm. And I love this part. Uh, you, suge you suggest that you should start to write a letter to your future self. Mm. Did that resonate with you? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Why, why uh, is this a good idea? Well, to see yourself, who you could be with ease and grace. And the thing is with this letter, it's not through fight. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so this is like a, your 2.0 version of yourself that is coming to you very mm -hmm. easily. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, like Hippocrates, you're going in that tunnel under the earth and coming up the other side mm. as this person mm. yeah and i think so many people write goals out like i want to lose 10 pounds mm. i want to look good in my dress by summer mm. i want to do this those are all good mm. but they don't reach your core mm. because mm. if you don't lose the 10 pounds what does that mean you're not any worse than you are now mm. but when you sit down and take pen to paper number one which is so important in mm. terms of achieving goals and you start writing emotionally like we're not saying just write down i want to look like this like this no mm. we're talking about what does it smell like what do mm. your smells mm. what does it look like how are you feeling mm. in this new body mm. how do you feel how are your relationships with the people around you mm. you know when i wrote the letter for the book i did my own version i was mm. crying oh, right mm. because it has to make you cry mm. Mm. cry or laugh mm. well i don't care yeah. but it has to yeah. provoke emotion can you when, give an example of what you wrote Oh, yeah, something like, you know, I, I hop out of bed, you know, I hop out of bed with a smile on my face and I'm greeted by my beautiful family in the kitchen where we embrace each other mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the, the water's in front of us and we're all at peace and we, you know, we go for a walk together mm -hmm. and I feel light in my body And when I'm at the beach playing with my son, I no longer feel that I don't belong there, that people are looking at me, that I don't belong to be in a bathing suit, but I embrace the feeling and, and the joyness of running on the beach with my son. And so that's not about 10 pounds or five mm, pounds. And no. when you can mm. write that letter to your future self of how you envision your life mm. and you keep reading that throughout your journey, mm. that's what's going to keep you going because it's going to get tough. Mm. So it's it's almost like we say your why. What's your why? And if you don't know your why, mm. it's so easy to throw in the towel. Mm. You're going to so get lost. So easy to mm. 
eat the toast and eat the cookie and drink copious amounts of wine because it's not instilled in you. You don't know what you want, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that letter is so important. Mm -hmm. What about you, Maria? Well, it was easier for me in a way because I was older when I started. So I came from pain. Pain is a huge motivator. And I am finding, you know, I turn 61 now in a couple of days and a lot of friends my age are aching everywhere. Mm. That is a huge motivator. So just envisioning myself without pain. Mm. And that's my biggest motivator. So I kind of, I don't even need the letter because I'm like, do I want to be in pain or not? (laughs) No, I don't. Okay. I'm envisioning, I'm going under the tunnel, I'm envisioning myself without pain. And, And the thing is that if I don't look after this health style, five, six days, the pain starts seeping back. So I know Yeah, I keep up my pain this way. It's a huge motivator. Mm, mm. So I was blessed by my pain. You know, the Chinese have a health saying is that we wish you a small ailment, like a minor health problem Mm -hmm. that you can fix because Mm -hmm. that'll keep you on your toes toes a little bit Mm -hmm. in life. Mm. And I got that. So that can be that. But, you know, it can be about... Uh, being balanced, not being emotional all the time, mm. not being a victim to everything, mm. feeling you have control over your life. It can be about energy. Mm. It can be about being pain-free. For some, it's the weight. For some, it's another health issue, like skin problems mm. are huge inflammatory diseases. They usually get better with mm. this diet. So it, anything that kind of you want to change in mm. your life mm. can be helped by this. Yeah. And so Rita... You have written a lot about the letter, and uh, we also have some other followers of your program who have written their letters, mm-hmm. and it's different. Uh, and then we also talk about, uh, which has helped me a lot, and that is starting to understand your inner chimp. We've talked about the chimp before in the mm-hmm. pod. Mm-hmm. It's the old emotional parts of your brain where your impulse to overeat comes from, because on the savanna where we lived most 99% of humanity's lifetime, food was very scarce, movement was abundant. So the instinct was whenever you saw something that had sweetness or fats, you would eat as much as you could in a quick time <laughs> and you would move as little as possible because you mm. had to move all the time. Mm. So we have that in ourselves. That chimp is constantly mm. kind of fighting our modern time. To start understanding, and me as a biologist, this evolutionary aspect to understand, you little bugger in there, mm. I know mm. what you want from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to sit on my ass and have cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and And to understand that. But that I also have a human, the modern parts. And so we're giving a lot of chimp human strategies Mm -hmm. and supporting people in identifying their Mm -hmm. own chimps because it's going to be, they're going to set their goals with a human. Mm -hmm. Everybody Mm -hmm. has a very wise human. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be the chimp who kind of freaks out, goes, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. emotional, Mm -hmm. uh, starts feeling shame, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things. Yeah. So uh, how to deal with that? So we try to give many different strategies and hope that people can, you know, mm. pick something that works I love for that, the mm. chimp paradox yeah. that we have yeah, talked about. Yeah, the chimp paradox, we've um, talked about that. Yeah, yeah and your, your your chimp was, uh, what was her name again? You, Christel? Christel. Christel. She has a chimp too. Christel. I yeah, that Christel. name. Yeah, yeah, Christel. Yeah, yeah. And also as, uh, as a publisher, uh, I love that you encourage people to write because yeah. that's so, so important. And you say... That goals that you don't write down is just hopes. hopes. Mm. Mm. That's uh, you can just say, you know, oh, I'm gonna, 
I'm, I'm going to go to Sweden one day, right? Well, mm. that's 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 a wish. Mm. That's a hope. Yeah. That's not a goal. Mm. A goal is um, I'm going to take this piggy bank. I'm going to start putting $10 a day in it. And by next August, I'm going to go to Sweden. I'm going to write it down in my calendar. Mm. I'm going to go and write down all the, you know, how much money it's going to take. I'm going to mm. calculate it. I'm going to put my pen to my paper. And then you create a roadmap. Mm. You can't get somewhere without a roadmap. Mm. Um, mm. Otherwise, it's just... Mm. this is just going to happen, yeah. right? Mm. So a lot of people have hopes and dreams, but until they actually put the pen to the paper, mm. that's the first step. I think yeah. the percentage, it's a crazy, it's like 70 something percent of goals that you write down will mm. be achieved over like 2% mm. of not writing it down. Mm. It's it's yeah. a it's a crazy, yeah. it's so simple. We mm. can all do it. Mm. We can all take a pen or a paper and, and we can just do it. Mm. So and also, I think that it helps you start thinking about, you know, how do you eat an elephant mm-hmm. in mm. small chunks? Mm-hmm. So that's the roadmap. Mm-hmm. So I want to, mm-hmm. I want to have a totally healthy lifestyle when it comes to food. No, 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 not you know that that's too big. That's mm-hmm. the whole elephant. Mm-hmm. So start by a small chunk is like, how could I have four different vegetables every day? Mm-hmm. That's a goal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have four different vegetables every day. Mm-hmm. And you write that down. Yeah, write right. what those yeah. four vegetables uh, are and yeah. you give mm-hmm. the list to somebody yeah. to go by yeah. and mm-hmm. you take the action. So aim big and set out for your yeah, dream dream big, basically, and learn to control your inner chimp. And then we come to part two in the book, which is food and nutrition. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello. Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Food is medicine, you just said. And this is so exciting because you have found so much new research on healing food, food that will optimize your health journey. What kind of food, for, for example? Vegetables, of course. Yeah. But, but um, So we have basically two categories of food. Some foods you need to boost, you need to have more of. And they are in the category of all the vegetables, all the fiber-rich, polyphenol-rich, the berries, the herbs. Mm -hmm. They will lower your inflammation. And you will have the omega-3-rich foods. Mm -hmm. So they are the nuts. Mm -hmm. They are the seeds. That's the fatty fish. Mm -hmm. And then we have the probiotic-rich foods. And then we have everything you need to do 
you need to lower your blood sugar. And that a lot of people think an anti-inflammatory lifestyle is adding turmeric to your food, like and then eating like hmm. on normal. An basis. Yeah. <laughs> but so the so actually the most important thing is lowering this fluctuation in blood sugar. And mm -hmm. you do that through a couple of strategies. One is the protein, having mm -hmm. more protein. One is having the good fats mm -hmm. because that'll lower your GI. GI level mm. and then you need to lower the white sugars mm. so we use those strategies to balance the blood sugar because high constant fluctuations will give you those inflammatory uh, peaks which mm. you don't want to have mm. and it's mm. almost going to tell you go eat the chocolate go do this mm. it's like a it's it's your little so negative devil give an example of your favorite meal Mine always starts with, so when I create meals in my house, it starts with what protein am I going to have? So mm -hmm. I start with the star, mm -hmm. you know, the, the the queen, the main, whereas I think a lot of people start the opposite. What's for dinner tonight? Pasta, mm -hmm. rice, potatoes, right? They start with the comfort foods. Mm -hmm. They're tired. It's a long day. What am I going to eat first? But when you start with the protein and you realize, okay, then you have fun. Then you look, why do I feel like spicy food tonight? Do I feel like... Uh, Indianish, you know, and then you use those different spices. And Maria's done a great job at, at helping me, you know, do these things is create those flavor profiles with the different spices and herbs. So mm -hmm. if it's salmon, your salmon doesn't have to look like a piece of plain salmon. I mm -hmm. I feel like something spicy tonight. We'll add pink peppercorns. We're going to add this. We're going to add that. And then what vegetables are in season? I always ask myself that. Mm -hmm. And what's going to complement this salmon? You know, mm -hmm. green beans go really well with salmon mm -hmm. or this or that. Mm -hmm. So I like to, uh, my favorite dish is probably fish. I'm a, I'm a huge, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. some kind of seafood or salmon, mm -hmm. something like that with lots of rainbow around it. Mm -hmm. So whatever's in season that, mm -hmm. you know, I love tomatoes right now. We've talked about that before. So a tomato basil salad with olive oil and mm -hmm. capers and as many flavor profiles as, as mm -hmm. I can get, get in my dish. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So good. And you, Maria? Uh, so I kind of end up with the same food as Rita, but I attack it from another side. Mm. So I'm a huge vegetable and spice person. Mm. And I just did DNA test and I found that, that I'm almost 30% like Jewish, both Ashkenazi and Sephardic, like the Northern African in me. And I've always felt like when I'm eating like Northern African mm. food, like yeah. I am at home. <laughs> so this whole land of cumin, land mm. of coriander, land of smoked mm. paprika, I'm like shit man this is my home turf <laughs> and you know i'm a swede and it's like so weird anyhow so i will usually uh, begin by what veggies do i have at home and uh, what can i fix with those and then i will have a good big chunk of protein on the mm. side but i very often end up with fish i mm. love fish but what i also do a lot which i really really love is i just like two three times a week i make a huge pot of vegetable soup mm -hmm. and i have that with everything mm. so i will just boil in like stock mm. uh four veggies that's my four veggies mm. and then i will boil that with bouillon and a bit of uh, olive oil mm bit of turmeric and then I will put that in the blender just with uh, a few uh, almonds and some almond milk mm. and I get a creamy vegetable soup. It's nice with anything. Yeah, you know, I can yeah. put broccoli, uh, tomatoes, cucumbers. I could put uh, leeks, carrots, mm. herbs, spices. It mm. just ends, you know, like 
And you can have it on the go. On the go. I always have these vegetables that are cooked for me. And so that's very comforting. And then I just grill maybe some some chicken with some green leaves together with. That's a perfect meal. So that that's a quick, easy thing that I kind of do for myself. So my family is like, are we having vegetable soup again? That's like, and when people come here, they know they'll get a vegetable soup. I'll cook one for us tonight. Yeah. That'd be great. We love the smoothies too. Yeah. Smoothies. Yeah. Especially if you have a sweet tooth, you know, it's like a milkshake. Yeah. You just take a really great, you know, I like vegan protein powder. I like to get some plant-based protein in me and whatever berries, frozen berries, and you can throw some nuts in there. And it's like, it's like dessert. I don't know how people just don't, have them <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it. well once you once you you know once well, you change the, that yeah, palette yeah yeah uh, smoothie way once you've life. you've gone smoothie you never you go back, back. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we will also learn more about tarm hälsa yeah, the in, gut health in swedish yeah. the gut yeah. health uh, yeah. which has been a topic um, of many books for the, yeah. the last 10 years but you have found more yeah and more research and that it's so interesting. I mean, we've got about two kilos, which is about four and a half pounds of uh, bacteria in our stomach. Uh, and there's about 10 times as much bacterial DNA than our own DNA in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And they and they used to be seen like, why do we have all these little buggers in our guts? Nobody knew why. They were like, oh, maybe they're just freeloaders. No, mm-hmm. they are either our best friends or our worst foes. Mm-hmm. So the diet that Rita and I are talking about here will dope the race that is in your stomach because it's a constant race between good Good guys and bad bad guys Mm. so if you eat lots of fiber lots of protein lots of good fats you will dope the race in favor of the good guys whereas you if you have lots of sugars Mm. high gi diet you will dope the race in favor of the bad guys Mm. that's a good picture yeah and what will happen with the bad guys so it turns out that the gut lining is a very important place. It's like a border control between two countries. Mm. You've got a, a guy who's standing there and he has to pick out who is coming, who is a friend to this country mm. and who is just, you know, has been doing some shopping the other side. We're going to let that guy, of course, they're going to go through without hindrance. But then maybe once in a while you will have a terrorist or somebody who comes with lots of weapons in the car, whatever. You need to stop that guy. Mm. So that gut lining is when it's primed with the right foods, is excellent at this task. Mm. But if you have lots of sweets, you start letting in lots of bad guys into the blood. Mm. That's when you get inflammation. Mm. You Mm. get lots of terrorists, you get lots of weapons in your own blood system. Mm. That's when we get Mm. sick. Mm. And we destroy that intelligence Mm. of the gut lining with the sugary foods. And Mm. with stress. And with stress, you get guess that too. So we talk about the leaky gut, you know, the gut that leaks through the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the diet, um, the exercises and the stillness that we advocate is actually helping your gut lining mm. and doping the race in your stomach mm. to make it kind of give a picture. And you're encouraging the readers, uh, the listeners also yeah. to try everything out and uh, evaluate. Yeah, go because with Because this the, is personal stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rita we, is very good with that. Yeah, I, I like to really ask people, like everyone says, oh, I have to go gluten-free. Well, mm. no, you don't. Mm. If you are not intolerant towards gluten and it doesn't affect your body and you're fine with it, mm. then you're okay. Mm. And a good way to know, because a lot of people have so many issues, you know, when they start on their journey, they're like, I don't know what's creating this. Well, let's remove 
the number one things, dairy, gluten, you know, mm. inflammatory mm. foods, the seed oils, things like this that are highly inflammatory, we remove them for 30 days and then you start to feel good. And once you feel good, it's easier to realize what was bad. So then you just reintroduce, I call it a reintroductory diet where you do one thing at a time. Mm. And when you feel that bloating, that gas, that lethargy, mm then it's that. It's easier mm. to pinpoint what mm. it is. A lot of time it's gluten. It's not all the time. Mm. Some people handle dairy really well. So mm. we have dairy and healthy dairy in mm. smaller amounts. Mm. For, you know, goats, goat cheese tends to be less inflammatory mm. than mm. than cow and things like this. So we just find mm. what's, what's best for you. It's a very mm. personal journey, but a good way to start it to say, okay, normally these are the things that are going to affect your gut. Let's start by eliminating mm. those and then bringing them back yeah, in. We'll see. Even mm. me, I know that I can't do ice cream. It just mm. it creates bloating apart from the sugar and everything. It just, once in a while, I make the decision, mm. CEO of my own body, <laughs> to have an ice cream, <laughs> take a digestive enzyme, mm. and mm. just plan on, you know, scaring my husband out of mm. bed with the, the beautiful smell that comes out. But that is my own choice. Oh my God. <laughs> that is my own choice. And it's the and same. it happens once in a while. And it happens every time, yes. And it's the same with uh, vegan ice cream. You can find a lot I of just, choice. I just don't love the flavor. If I'm going to yeah, do yeah. it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, once... Once every two months, I'm mm. going to have that. But mm. Mm. Otherwise, I have a vegan smoothie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We and call it going with the gut feeling. Yeah, and you, yeah. Because you have a lot of intelligence in the gut. And, you know, if you're cut in the hand, that's going to be red and swollen and achy. Mm. And if you're inflamed in the gut, it's red and swollen and achy. Mm. And I know if I have ice cream just like you, and for, I love ice cream, mm. like a pecan, you know, mm. like a ripple, whatever. Mm, me too. I'm there, me too. but shit, my stomach aches after. Mm. So I'm going to tell you about a vegan ice cream that okay. I love. Oh, Maybe okay. it's um, Maybe the solution. The solution. <laughs> okay. And if, if I have, brand. If, if, you know, a, a, a big plate of pasta that, that my gut feeling tells me it's not good for me. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Mm. And then we have the power of fasting. Fasta. Mm. Yeah. We have uh, yeah recorded a few episodes mm. about this, yeah, and the, this is about. of course uh, an important chapter yeah. of the book. Yeah. In short, what is it about fasting? It's an ancient answer to modern day stress. So mm. if you look at our current situation, we want to do more in our 24 hours. Mm. And it's almost like a badge of honor. We talked about this before. Mm. So the more I do, the more I accomplish, the more I am. So I get up earlier. So I can clean the house or get my workout in before the kids. So you're getting up at 5 a.m. I'm staying up later because I want to finish this email. I want to do this. I want to do that. So what happens is usually you eat in your waking hours. So mm. if you're up at 4 a.m., like my husband, then you are having breakfast at 5 a.m. And if you're staying up late, you're sitting on the couch watching a movie at midnight, you're chewing on popcorn or gummies mm. or chips mm. or whatever mm. it is. So what has happened is, our, our normal day society used to get up and have breakfast at nine and have dinner at five and then mm. that was it. Mm. So there was a natural fasting in our bodies. Mm. Fasting wasn't needed, mm. but now it's needed because people are eating at all hours of yeah. the day. Yeah. And with, you know, Uber Eats or whatever companies you want, yeah. midnight snacks and this. Yeah. 7-Eleven, uh, everything is open. You you oh. want to buy groceries at 10.45 mm. in the evening? Mm. You can. Sure. Before, yeah. no. Like mm. my when my no-no was alive, it was like, okay, this was dinner when the kitchen's clean. You do not enter the kitchen again. There's no takeouts. There's no apps to, to send a donut to your door. Uh, <laughs> right. So now it's, mm. it's easy for the consumer. Mm. And what we're trying to teach is that 
just getting in the habit of mm. closing, shortening that mm. window. And mm. there's, you can do this in many ways. And we talk about this in the book. So pick up the mm. book if you want to see how it fits you mm. best is just shortening that eating feasting window mm. and just lengthening the fasting window. Everybody fasts when they sleep, hopefully, mm. unless yeah. they're, yeah. Mm. Yes. you know, <laughs> eating in bed, but they're fasting when they sleep. Mm. And I'm hoping most people are sleeping between, you know, seven and nine hours. That's mm. a fast. That's so great. So mm. we just want to open that fast a little more. So maybe the first hour before, before you wake up, you hold off on breakfast, you have an extra water, you stretch your body. And then maybe that hour before bed, you don't consume anything. Mm. So the longer you fast, obviously, the better. There's different ways of fasting. We talk about in the book, whether it's a daily fast, like both Maria and I do, or if it's a weekly fast. Mm. So when you look at your overall week, um, if you even just fast on one day a week, you just mm. don't consume food for 24 hours, mm. you can drink water, drink teas, drink, you know, even broths are great. Mm. Then you're uh, really allowing your body, like Maria said, yeah. you know, if you have a wound, and you keep sticking your finger in that wound, it's never going to heal. But if you allow it to breathe and be on its own, it will start mm. healing itself. Our body is so powerful. And by allowing that mm. gut to heal, and there's so many other benefits of fasting. Yeah. Aside yeah. We write gut a lot health. about that. Yeah, the yeah, brain benefits. The yeah. So you basically give your body a break. It's youth hormones, it's brain growth. Mm. So, so I mean, they're enormous, and, and we have done pots about the the ketone switch. Mm. But there is more about that in the book. But actually, the the nutrients that are produced from the liver for the brain fasting, they're called the ketones. They were in olden days seen just as a byproduct, but they're turning to be very beneficial for you. Mm. And also, I mean, people have always fasted. You know, the our ancestors. Yeah. Mm. You come from Canada. We come from Sweden. I mean, in the winter, there was so little food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have mechanisms mm. for dealing with this. Never before in history has humans been loaded with food all the mm -hmm. time. Never. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because when you told me to try this out, I was a semi-bulimic, sort of my end teenage years. And that what saved me was establishing a very clear breakfast routine. Like right. no matter what I had eaten the day before, I would always have breakfast and that would normalize the day. So I was afraid, like mm -hmm. the breakfast was my yeah. anchor. And if I would let that go, I would be like out on the rocky ship again. But it's the other way around. And I did what you told me. I kind of just stretched a little bit. Mm. Uh, you know, instead of having breakfast at seven, I started having eight. And then mm. maybe I would go to work and start having 9.30. Uh, and then, you know, mm. and you all started too, Karina. Yes. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Yeah. I'm not doing it every day, but mm -hmm. maybe two, three days a week. That's yeah. a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? Yes, very much. Mm. I also think uh, it can be very stressful to have a breakfast in the morning, mm, uh, yeah. uh, at least when you when you mm. work. Yeah. So it's uh, takes a, that's a, a benefit, a factor of stress away. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great so. when you travel, for instance, mm. uh, because you don't have to get up earlier to have that breakfast yeah. before you just get going. Just go, yeah, mm. go, mm. and you can still have coffee. Yeah, so you always. can have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> coffee always. So part three in this amazing book is, of course, about movement. Uh, this program is not going to be easy, but you two will coach the readers all the way from the first page to the last. What kind of exercise will you focus on? Resistance training. The mm -hmm. one that most people resist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, our bodies are, you know, if you look at my two-year-old son, he's never lifted a weight, but he's they're muscular. When you look at babies, mm -hmm. you see their, their muscles, right? And it's because as we age, 
the muscles are the first thing to start to decline. And so by creating a routine that incorporates resistance training, whether that's with your body weight, with bands, with balls, with kettlebells, with whatever you want it to be with, you're maintaining or hopefully growing that muscle mass in your body, which number one, when you have more muscle in your body, you have less inflammation, less adipose tissue. Mm -hmm. Number two, it helps with posture. It helps with um, your structure of your mm -hmm. body. It helps mm -hmm. structurally, even if you don't want to look a certain way, it's going to help maintain the house, right? Mm -hmm. That temple that mm -hmm. we talked about. It increases your basal metabolic rate so that you're able to eat more at rest, essentially, right? The more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn. You're just putting more logs on the fire. You're stoking that fire. So resistance training, although I think a lot of women maybe in, in Nordic countries may believe that this is, oh no, I'm going to pick up weights. I'm going to look mm. like a Hulk. I'm going to look like a mm. bodybuilder. I'm going to look like this. Mm. It's not true. We don't have enough testosterone in our body. Mm. And when you see that woman at the gym that you're like, oh no, I just don't want that. She actually wants to look like that. Mm. And it takes hours in the gym. It takes some anabolic steroids, probably. Uh, it takes eating 20 times the amount of protein you would ever want to eat. That's dedication. For a woman to even put on a two pounds of muscle a year, that's what, what normally is happening when people are training. So mm. people shouldn't be scared of looking that way. Mm. I promise you that you will feel amazing. You will look amazing mm. just by lifting up these weights and following the program. It's never not happened. Mm. Uh, you know, the thousands of women that I've trained and putting my own body through this and Maria's body mm. is, it only gets better. Mm. You will never regret this mm. by picking up your weights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Muscle magic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I think a very good concept, Rita, that you have introduced me to, because a lot of Westerners have a very fat-centric view of the body. They're thinking about how much body fat do I have? Mm -hmm. To go from that to a muscle-centric mm -hmm. thinking, like mm -hmm. start thinking, how much muscle do I actually mm -hmm. have on my mm -hmm. body? Mm -hmm. The rest will sort itself out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a and because I like more, a lot this more than a lot for you. Yeah. Yeah. This is my brain. Mm -hmm. So think about, how, oh, shit, how could I have more muscle on mm. my body? And where would I like the muscle to be? Mm. And and that also, as we talked about before, fits into the whole anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. thinking. Mm. And it's a much more positive mindset mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, rather than start thinking about... How much weight I have to yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah. But because what weight? Do mm -hmm. you want to lose muscle weight? Right. Mm. Or, and, and so this whole concept, and also mm. because you said it's a very hard program... Mm. Do you know what? I thought that too when I started, but the muscle training, that was the easy part. Mm -hmm. Not that it was easy to lift the weights, mm -hmm. but it was something very clear and distinct. I knew I would go like, it would, the program would take me roughly 50 minutes mm -hmm. if I was quick. Mm -hmm. That was that. It's it's harder with the food because it's, on go, it's an ongoing yeah. dialogue. Yeah. Like, why should I have that cake? No, like ongoing dialogue. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is sh get yeah. the shit done, done. And, yeah. it's done. and then it's mm -hmm. done. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but that's individual. But First, what if you don't like the gym? Yeah. Or don't have a gym close great. by? That's a great question, but we can, we can do this at home. Yeah. So we mm -hmm. give people strategies and different workouts in the book to do in their home with or without equipment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be a simple skipping rope and band and one kettlebell and you can do this. You mm. can definitely do this. Um, and then I would invite you to... We have a couple of YouTube videos coming yeah, out we show, where we stuff. show some mm -hmm. of the moves yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also and also a train. We show, we have a YouTube video coming out showing 
like a program with no weights, yeah. which do you in do in your garden and your do basement and your yeah. living room. I do that often. I mean, because of coronavirus, Canada has been super strict with lockdown. Mm-hmm. It's been eight months since I've been in a gym, but my body's still my body and Mm. I still treat it every day and I still move it every day in the basement. Mm. But I also invite people to think about why don't you like the gym? So you Mm. said, okay, well, I don't like the gym. Why don't you like the gym? Have you ever been to a gym? Are you intimidated by the gym? Is it outside of your comfort zone? Because I, I would invite people to yeah. try, mm. to try because gyms aren't the gyms that they think they are. It's not a bunch of men walking around like, ooh, ooh, ooh. that may become your new community. Mm. You may be finding some friends there. Mm. I find by going to the gym, even in my darkest of days, mm. even when I had the t-shirt, my husband's t-shirt and soccer mm. shorts, and I had all the wiggly mm. bits. I went to the gym because it was my place where I wasn't distracted by the home and the dirty dish over there and mm. the mummy, mummy, mummy. And it was my place for me. Mm. Um, and eventually it became, you know, my second home, my temple, mm. my, my, and I met so many people there and the people at gyms are the nicest people. Yeah. And we're all together in the same thing. You don't know if that guy makes a million dollars, if that's a priest, if that's, we don't know anything because everybody mm. is sweating, working out together mm. in gym clothes. And so it creates this kind of, Level playing field. I totally agree. And uh, the thing is, when I found this very personal gym in Stockholm, people have gave me hugs in the changing room. So nice. For the last couple of months. And it's been, I mean, it's such a warm, personal feeling there. And so, so I think yeah, there is definitely a place for we for all everybody. say in Canada, oh my gym family, and that's yeah, or my yeah, gym boyfriend, yeah. Because a lot of people have a, a guy that they will spot them mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, that's to my gym boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's like, you're what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very normal to have yeah. a, a gym friend, yeah, a gym yeah, boyfriend, yeah. a gym family, and and they do they yeah. become because you're seeing them more or less the same time. And mm-hmm. so I'd invite people who think that the gym is mm-hmm. not my place to at least give it a try. Mm. So let's jump to part four. Maybe my favorite part, Mm. stillness. Often we forget this part, why it is so important, the importance to just switch off. Tell us about that, Maria. So it's interesting because I think being active has very high status in our society. You and I come from a Lutheran society and we, we and uh, I mean, you're a Catholic, uh, Rita, but in our society, people who get shit done are like high mm. status people. Mm. Like when my husband comes home, he screams through the door without having seen it. What has happened since last time? <laughs> like, what activities have been performed? Mm. So that is high status and that's how we move forward. And that's the sympathetic nerve system, which we in the book call the squirrel. And we love the squirrel. Mm. We go to the gym with the squirrel. We cook our meals with the squirrel. We get shit done at work. We look after our kids with the squirrel. So, and we sail to America and we, we you know, we eradicate poverty with the squirrel. So mm. the squirrel is great, mm. but our bodies are made for also rest and restoration. So we also need the brother to the squirrel, which is the panda. Mm -hmm. And that's the other nerve system. It's the parasympathetic nerve system. And our bodies are made so, you know, when you have eaten, you feel a bit tired after. It's that switch going from the squirrel that has prepared the meal to the panda that is digesting. And the panda 
It's an animal that sits still and chews on the bamboo, looks at the world a little bit like, oh, shit, there's that happening, but not moving around much. Mm. Rest and digest. So we need to be in that land too. So we go to the gym in the squirrel, but the muscles are actually built in the panda. Mm. No muscles mm. can be built in the squirrel. Mm -hmm. We make the food in the squirrel, but all the nutrients are absorbed in the panda. Mm -hmm. So it's this switch. And, and I think... You know, the Japanese have a beautiful expression. They have the yin and the yang uh, with this symbol and it's a circle together. So we need the whole circle. Mm -hmm. They can't exist without each other. Yeah. Because if you're always squirrel or yeah. if you're always panda. No, <laughs> so, so interesting. Yeah. You, you cannot be a panda because then mm. you're like... Not accomplishing anything. Yeah, mm. yeah, just in the bed all day, probably starving because mm. you haven't squirreled up any food or right. anything. Right. So Rita, how do you find stillness in uh, Toronto, Canada, where you live? So I live outside of Toronto, actually, but I live in London, Ontario, Canada, mm -hmm. which is about two hours away from Toronto. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, I'm looking for stillness. I, this is my hardest thing, mm -hmm. I'll be honest, mm -hmm. but I know it is. So like we've talked about before, knowing what your problems are is mm -hmm. the first step, the acknowledgement. So I've been trying really hard and I think the last five years of my life have I'm a different person all of the struggles and stuff have made me self-reflect and that that alone is this calmness I would just kind of go through life like a bullet I wouldn't even like look who I hurt what I did what I didn't do it was just like vroom was, a squirrel on steroids I, I was a squirrel on steroids it was like what's my next accomplishment what's my I remember being on the cover of oxygen magazine which for me was like seven years of trying so it was like this huge thing like I just need this I want this I need this I want this it was like an obsession and when I got it I remember thinking what's next I didn't even celebrate mm. it mm. your body needs to feel this kind of like <sighs> exhale acknowledge yourself pat yourself on the mm. back pop mm. a bottle of champagne live in that mm. moment mm. then down the road you can say okay what's next mm. you know i don't believe in complacency mm. and it's almost my you know my double edged sword that mm. being complacent for me is is like my number one arch nemesis mm. but it can also be bad because i never allow myself to just be because it's it, it, we don't do that. We need to keep producing and you mm. need to keep showing up. I need to have more more badges on my sleeve, right? Mm. And when shit happens, like cancer, like deaths, like financial crisis, all that, you realize that shit, this stuff isn't important. It's mm. the family that's important. You know, mm. I just read yeah, something yeah. that mm. Denzel Washington wrote the other day. He said, if you die tomorrow, your place of work will have you your position filled within a week but your family mm. will mourn your loss forever. Mm. Yeah. So, Beautiful. you know, so, so many of us are like, oh, I have to yeah. show up for all these people. Yeah, this is so, and yeah. then you forget yeah. your family. Yeah. So for me, I find stillness when I'm with Gabriel. And that might sound weird because mm. he's a two-year-old, crazy, busy little boy, but he grounds me. Mm. I you, play And with, you're crying now. So, I know. So, so we can feel that this is, yeah, yeah. you have been struggling yes, with this yes, a lot. Yes. So. But he yeah. grounds me. I'm with him and it's just like my heart rate goes down mm. and he's like, because he's very calm, mm. calm in a weird way, mm. but he'll just play mm. with a wheel of a truck. Mommy, come here. Mommy, come here. Mm. Come see, come see. Mm. And I have to get on the ground with him and I'm lying on the ground with him and mm. then like an hour goes by. I'm like, oh, that was my stillness today. Mm. So I don't search for stillness, maybe in the way Maria does. We had a crazy day yesterday. She said, I'm going to meditate. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I haven't reached that yet. Mm -hmm. I'm also 40. Maybe I will get there. I'm going to mm -hmm. work towards that. Mm -hmm. But I find stillness in small pockets of my day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just go in the dark closet and close mm -hmm. the lights for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. No phone, no anything. And just <sighs> breathe. Mm -hmm. I find stillness with water. I find water. So I do take, you think I'm going to shrivel up, but I take a bath every single day in Canada. Mm -hmm. And that's my stillness. Mm -hmm. So finding external factors that help me whether it's yeah. my son mm. or a bath mm. or or a dark closet mm. it's hard for me to find stillness on my own in a room with distraction mm. but i'm working on it i just have to add when it comes to family and uh, i wrote about this a little on on my instagram a while ago after my my husband passed that uh, one of his last words that he uh, uh, said to us uh, in in the hospital was family. Mm. So we we have that like uh, me and my boys. We we just say family and everybody. Mm. Everybody. We just know that this is it. Mm. So mm. Mm. don't forget that. Mm. <laughs> We're all crying now. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we have. Uh, we give we give techniques through. for this too, and I yeah. just want to add here. That, of course, everyone has stillness naturally during the day, which is the sleep. Mm. So we talk about the sleep. Very and important. it's a wonderful mm. yeah. restorative mechanism that has also gotten like a low status, mm. like everything with a panda. Mm. And I also have to make like a little bit of a feminist appeal here because I think the whole squirrel thing in the traditional Jungian terms, it's the male principle. It's the do. Mm. And that has been given high status in research. So cortisol research, mm. stress research, heart disease, activity, that is so well financed all mm. over the world. Mm. But everything that is related to stillness has been seen like the absence of everything. But we are starting to see now with all the oxytocin research coming that it's a country in itself. It's a mm. beautiful country mm. and it is as rich and as mm. encompassing in the brain as the cortisol system is mm. the oxytocin system. Mm. So more research will come into that, but I'm thinking it's like, you know, the kind of nourishing principle has lower status than mm. the activity principle. Mm. So I think this will change around and we mm. will start seeing the healing mechanism mm. and also how we can activate oxytocin mm. by by feeling or in mm. our in our lives. Mm. Uh, by, and you're saying mm. family. Mm. The biggest source of oxytocin is family. Mm. So it's not it's not weird. Mm that you feel stillness when you are with Gabriel, it's you are showering yourself with oxytocin, mm. which is panda country. Mm. So it's, a, it's the best strategy. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And the best strategy to heal after uh, your, your mm. husband's death also is family mm. because mm. it's a healing mechanism. Mm. This book and this book uh, podcast is so is so full of uh, fantastic strategies and um, we now uh, encourage you of course to buy the book Hälsorevolutionen uh, you can watch the YouTube videos yes. that are coming out yes. too yeah we <laughs> hope you feel inspired uh, so just one uh, last uh, uh, word advice tip from you before we uh, release you listeners readers to uh, set off on this 12-week program. Rita, how do we start? This is a lot to digest. It is. It's a lot to digest. I think, I mean, in the book, we give those, we give those start here, hmm. then move here. And there's no rush. So some people may 
want to get through the book in 12 weeks, mm. but we give lots of strategies for people to get through the book in a year. Mm. You know, there's no rush to get to the end because there is no end. And as I've found in my own life and working with so many amazing women is that you find so much about yourself along the journey. Mm. There is no destination. Once you get to that mountaintop and you see everything, you realize that there's more mountains in front of mm. you. So you got to go back down through the valley mm. and up to the next mountain. Mm. So there is no peak. And once you learn that, you realize there's no rush. Mm. There's no rush to get there. Just mm. just keep going one mm. foot in front of the other. Mm. And, and we talk a lot about this in the book, that mm. although it's a 12-week program, you don't get to the 12th week and say, all right, I'm done, back mm. to my old ways again. Mm. You continue. And you go back mm. down, the, back up, mm. back down. And there's different peaks. But each time you get to a peak, it's, it's higher. Mm. It's, you get a different view. You have new tools and new perspectives and mm. a new vision. Of That's life. beautiful. Mm. Mm. And you find your own pace. Absolutely. Mm. There is, everybody has their own pace. Mm. Mm. Maria? I think there are so many things, but one thing is there is a second chance for everyone. It's never too late. The race is not lost. Mm. Everyone has a second chance. Mm. And in the book, we also quote a Chinese philosopher who said, just like Rita said, nature never hurries yet everything gets done. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to hurry. We can take one step after the other. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because if they, in research, look at people who succeed at things, whatever, mm -hmm. if it's a sport or uh, in their career or whatever, it's not beauty, it's not intelligence, it's not money, it's grit. Mm -hmm. Being persistent, mm -hmm. uh, falling off the wagon, getting back again. Mm -hmm. Mm. more like like you are with a child be that way with yourself you know the child is going to have crap dinner mm. one day but then you get back the next day and mm. have the carrots out there mm. you know just be hang in there mm. hang in there mm. it is mm. it's like when a child learns to walk mm. we encourage them when they they, they fall they mm. never mm. get up one day and run mm. no <laughs> right? they crawl and they mm. take their first step and they say yeah. right what if we said to those children you didn't make it you're gonna crawl forever <laughs> <laughs> No, we, we encourage them. Come on, one more mm. step, one more step mm. until they run. Thank you so much, Rita, Maria, and thank you for writing this book. It's um, such a pleasure to talk with you. And um, tack alla som har, har lyssnat. Ja, kul att ni ville lyssna. Vad tar, ja. vad tar du med er från boken, Karina? Vad, ja. vad användbart? Alltså det är så är mycket användbart. Det här är en hälsobibel som man kommer komma tillbaka till om och om ja, igen. Så ja. att det, det, det första som jag sa inledningsvis som verkligen slog an hos mig. Det var ju det här med att skriva ett brev till sitt mm. framtida jag. Mm. Så vackert. Så att jag, jag grät när jag läste ja. det kapitlet första mm. gången. Mm. Så det var ju en väldigt bra start att, mm. att gråta. Då, ja. liksom. ja. Och sen... Ja, men sen att det är så tillåtande. Att det faktiskt finns någonting för alla lite. Oavsett vad man har för ambitioner med sin träning. Alltså alla vill vi ju må, må bra. Men vi mm. måste börja från, från olika utgångspunkter. Ja, och, och det finns en tillräckligt bra nivå. Ja, när man inte man hinner lära med. Sig, man får lära ja. sig så mycket. Ja, all denna spännande ny forskning som du serverar. Liksom, på ett fantastiskt paketerat sätt. Det, det gör ju att man känner sig smartare också. Starkare och smartare. Motiverad. Motiverad. Och man förstår varför. Ja. Är inte bara tillsagd. För ja. det hatar vi ju. Mm. Utan vi vill ju få tänka själva. Mm. Mm. Kul att du ville lyssna. Och har du frågor om något innehåll. Skriv gärna till oss. Vi har ju e-mailadress. Ja. Ja. Följ gärna Hälsorevolutionen eh, podcast på Instagram. Vi har adressen... Eh, 
podcast och du kan också maila till oss på halsorevolutionen at gmail.com Hej då! Hej då! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.